living in a so are you pressured to like go on a date three bedroom no 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 not at all only because it's been so long and it came up on my time hop today like oh i use time today, hop too today, but it came up okay i can hear myself now okay great uh it came up a couple days ago on my time hop that was like some screenshot of like a guy i went on a date with and it was a year ago and i was like oh I really don't know how it's been this long, but like I have to do it. So I'm making myself do it. Are you in like the dating apps? By the way, we're live. Louisa Lane. Yay. Hello. Thanks for yes, having me. Yes, of course, of course. Continue. It's so good to be here. Um, yeah, I was just saying I'm forcing myself to go on a date tonight. Um, I so do not want to. I hate it. I hate everything about dating. But, and I just want to meet somebody in my life, like fucking normally the way it, I feel like it should be done. But... It's just not happening, and I'm like, I need to force myself, not even because I want a boyfriend, but because I need to, like, remind myself that I can still do it. Do you romanticize, like, a guy coming to your show and being like, you were really no. funny, then you DM something no, like No, because maybe in, like, the beginning when I started doing comedy, but it's like, I've, I, now at this point, I try to hide the fact that I'm a comedian until they meet me, and then I'm like, oh, by the way, like, I also am a comedian. Like, I'm not telling this guy that I have a show before. I'm like, oh, I have, like, a work thing, and then I'll tell him once I meet him, <laughs> but, like, Guys do not want to date a female comedian. Like, they just don't. I don't yeah, know. and, like, the questions, I feel like, come out of left field right away. Yeah. Because, like, once you tell them what you do, it's, like, all the questions are about comedy, nothing about you want, growing up or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and like, I, there's just, I have a lot of thoughts on, like, the dating, like, my experience dating and, like, being a comedian. And just, like, I think, like, I don't think guys... A lot of guys don't want a girl who can also, like, command a room and, like, have has a big personality and has, like... Uh, can like make a room of people laugh. I think it's like threatening, which it, that won't be the right person for me anyways if they're threatened by that. Right, but it's right, just right. like, yeah, I've I've had a lot of situations like where I've been dating a guy and then it just, the comedy thing, like I feel like is too much for them. Well, was this particular guy like somebody who met you at a show? Or did no, you this was uh, who I'm the person, like, one example, uh, I was like seeing this guy for a couple months in 2019, right before COVID. And I had my like headliner, I headlined Caroline's in January of 2020. And he like came to that show. It was like the best show ever. I did an hour. Nice. It was sold out. It was like the best night of my life. And then he basically ghosted me after. And I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm I, like the spotlight night of your life. That's yeah, crazy. Like, why? Why? He just got self-conscious. I seems. just think it was too much. I don't know. I, I think agree. it's a lot. And I think like it's some sort of like there's I think there's a lot that goes into it. It could be like a masculinity thing where it's like emasculating to be like dating a girl who's like fucking like loud and saying, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, th I think that it definitely does take a certain person to date a comedian when yeah. you're not a comedian. Yeah. Uh, you have to be OK with your boyfriend or girlfriend or person that you're dating going up on stage talking about exes talking mm -hmm. about some sort of sexual stuff because it happens in everyone's set you yeah. know maybe your whole set's not about That's you know, dating thing. an ex-boyfriend or whatever but parts will come up just because like it's funny and it's part of life why would you like not a want tennis that? player like i love it like i love girls who just like know what they want ultimately yeah. like ambitious yeah females i don't know why guys wouldn't want i that. think it's demasculating like you said though yeah. like if i were not to be like if i were not a comic and i saw my girl go up there crush it in front of 300 people she's talking about her exes and whatever like i have to be so secure in our relationship yeah. that i'm not like oh is she in the back like talking to those other comics in the green room it's like me. saying weird yeah yeah and it's just like i'm not willing to stop doing comedy or like change what i'm to doing totally. to make this guy comfortable and I had like such, it was like the best set ever. I did an hour. It was like my big 
thing. Trippy. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is like going to be my year. And then it was 2020 and I moved home with my parents. So it was, yeah, January 2020. Yeah, like so right I was like, that. oh, this is going to be like the best year ever. I was like ready to go. And then I got ghosted. COVID happened, moved in with my parents. And yeah, we're, everything is good now. But I just have had a lot of like, I don't know, issues dating. Where are you from originally? I'm from Boston. Okay. And um, the last time you went on a date, was it through a dating app or this mm-hmm. particular date is through a dating app as well? Dating app. Uh, most of the dates I've gone on have been through dating I apps. haven't been on a date myself in like two years. Yeah. It's, I just was like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that like, it's I just forgot about it. Cause yeah. I really don't care. I'm like very happy with my life. I am busy with work. I'm busy with comedy. I have a ton of like friends in the city to keep me occupied. I just like, don't, I feel like it has just taken a backseat and then suddenly it's been so long and I'm like, Oh shit, I should probably like see if I can go on a date. So is this date something that you're looking forward to or you're <laughs> like, Oh, Oh my God. No, I want to cancel. So, Oh badly. my God. I want to cancel. You should. I mean, I there's no way it's going to like turn out full, like it's the best date of your entire life. No. I feel like when you feel like this. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's so weird. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, why am just I? Just like inner thoughts before a date. This happens to everyone though. Yeah. I don't want to do everyone. it. I don't want to go Well, maybe all. you should. Why, yeah. Maybe you should invite them to the show tonight. By the way, guys, Louisa Lang Definitely on not. the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight <laughs> as we are recording this episode. Definitely not going to invite him to the show. Not oh, because... not because You don't want the first impression to be too good when you're killing I'm just, it up there? Yeah, I'm going to be too good. I don't want but it at to the, be... But at the same time, if a, if a man feels demasculated, if that's the correct word here... Emasculated. I, I feel like he's going to, at some point, eventually... Yeah, it's like better, it's almost better to find out right away. Yeah. Well, that's my whole thing is like... I used to have it on my dating app. Like there'd be a picture of me doing comedy or I would So there's like, not a picture of you doing comedy? No, I pretend that I'm like not. This is my, well, this is my. That's weird, Louisa. Is it? This like, is my yes, new. you're a star. What do you mean is it? This is my new uh, uh, strategy that I'm trying because I'm like, okay, take the pictures off. Just be like normal. Like, oh my God, I'm an accountant. <laughs> you know? So like, is it just pictures of like you on the beach, you with the girls like, ooh, drinking? Like, yeah, just you got like a glass basic. Of, uh, which is just not who I am and it's going to attract all the wrong people. So it's just not the right You strategy. know what you're doing, it sounds like. But I'm like, let me. You just want to get back into the mix. Let me of. get back in the mix. Once I meet, I also think guys fear that like the immediate, um, what you immediately think of when you think of like female comedian is like Amy Schumer, who's like, oh, my pussy, this, that, da, 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 da. like that, that actually is not my sense of humor at all. I don't, I don't condemn it at all. It's just, I don't do any jokes. I don't do a lot of sex jokes. Well, do you do like ex-boyfriend jokes though? But yeah, I do that. I feel like that's hard to avoid being I've a never co- thought comedian. about that being yeah. a thing. I think sometimes like in the past, like when I've seen comedians and I've been like, oh, well, their boyfriend's in the crowd and they're talking like this. I've been like, whoa, that's a little bit weird. It's but then, like like, off-putting. Yeah, and then once you get like more in love with the, the comedy and the game and whatever, you kind of just realize that everybody's going to kind of talk about some things that make your significant other feel uncomfortable. Right. And it's, it's not, not like we're even porn stars, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, like, I could, I'm like, I could be a porn star. It's not like that, you uh-huh. know? I'm just, I'm just talking on stage, but I do think it's, it takes a while to find like the right person. Totally. And I think going on the state after a year, it'll be like a good icebreaker. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, now I can go on more dates. Exactly. You get I'm more just back into the group. I'm like not in the group. I'm all. just, I have been so far out of it. And like that a year ago, that was probably the first one in a couple months. And I was good for a while going on, you know, like just whatever 
once you start doing them more, it's not as big of a deal. You're yeah. like, I'm just going to go get two drinks with this guy and then never see him again. It feels it feels a little bit distracting at first if you haven't been on a date but like in a year. But when it's so long, I'm like, oh my God, like I can perform in front of so many people and be fine, but I can't go and like sit across a table from some That's also guy. another thing, like, like going to the gym seven days a week, taking like your proteins and then you meanwhile can't even go up to a girl in the street, whatever. Yeah, what is that? Like why? I don't know. It's confidence like all over the place. People are like very confident in like a specific in area. In specific zones. Yes. Like I can really compartmentalize like, if this guy was in the audience on stage, I could absolutely. Totally <laughs> this is the point. I'm like, hey, oh, what's yeah. your number, bro? Yeah, I'm like, can we do our date while like you're in the audience and I'll just talk to you Everyone's on stage? Watching. That would make me more. Should we comfortable. get a pizza, babe? Yeah, literally, that would make me feel more comfortable. I'm like, do you want another drink? Like, what should? But when it's one on one, I'm like, I don't know. Do you feel like sometimes you've thought of it as like a distraction if you were to potentially go on a date just because like you're like, oh, I could be out. I could be out hanging at a comedy club. I could do this other yeah, set that I have. Definitely. And it also a distraction like from like my life. Like I'm ti- I'm tired just in general. I'm a tired person. And when I have a night off from comedy, which is often, I'm acting like I'm like so booked. When I'm not doing comedy though, I want to be like with my friends or I want to be like taking an edible and going to bed. Let's like, go. you know what I mean? I just feel like I don't, want to go on a bad date and then waste a night doing that. But it's like eventually at some point I have to start doing it. There's sometimes when I think I'm like, all right, do I really want to spend a hundred dollars here? Do I want to wake up hung over the next morning? Right. It's like, it, it's a wait, you know, waiting the I know. game, whatever it is. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. Most, most of the, time. most of the time. And I don't like want to <laughs> waste my time. Yeah. Cause most people like end up, end up divorce or whatever it right. is. Where did you go to college? Boston College. Okay, so you spent a so lot of time in for, Boston. Yeah, I well, saw you were at the, like the Laugh Factory a few weeks ago, correct? Um, in Boston. I was at the Wilbur. Okay. So Wilbur Theater, and then I I do so I sometimes do comedy in Boston, but I started here, so I don't I don't really know the scene in Boston that well. Uh, but whenever I do go there, it's fun because and you like headline places high school, in Boston college, too. Yeah. When did you move here? I moved here uh, in 2016. And that was right after BC? Yeah. So I graduated 2016, moved here. Um, and I guess it's been like six years. Six years. And you basically are living alone. You have two roommates, but you two told roommates, me they are never home. They're And they rarely both have home. boyfriends, so you might feel pressure to get yeah, a boyfriend. So, well, I'm also at the age where all of my good friends have serious relationships. I, and I'm like at the point... Well, I actually like being single. I'm not like one of those girls who's like, I need a boyfriend to feel fucking valuable like I don't I'm fine I'm just going on a date for me to prove to myself that I can do it and just to like get get back out there but when it does suck is like for example one of my friend's weddings is um in the fall and I had to like book a hotel room by myself because everybody has their little like plus one plus one so I had to like pay extra to get like my own hotel room which in the end is gonna be like nice because I'll have my own room but it's just those are the times when I'm like, it would right, be nice. Right, but it nice. seems like the grass is almost always greener when so. you think that. Yeah, are you going I to do. a lot of weddings though in the upcoming year since um, your friends are all together? No, it's with slowly others? starting. Like, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so I'm 28, and it's like slowly starting. Yeah, I have two this year. Two. But I feel like the oh, actually three this year, and then like the engagements are fucking ro- every time I open my phone, <laughs> every time I open Instagram, I'm like, I need a trigger warning. Are you traveling a lot for these? Um. Yeah, a little bit. 
a lot of it is traveling for bachelorette weekends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, stop inviting me to your bachelorette One of weekends. my buddies is having his bachelorette party, excuse me, what? Bachelor party in uh, yeah. New Orleans this weekend. That's where I have to go. So, okay, so they're leaving, my buddies who are going are leaving Thursday morning and coming back like late Sunday night. I was like, guys, I just That's like. That's what I'm doing. If I were to be drinking for four days, I wouldn't come back a lot. In New think. Orleans. Yeah. I've never like been. All, I've never been either, but also the flights were two million dollars like <laughs> Where so were you supposed to go? expensive uh july something so like, july so like in a couple weeks <laughs> no like basically but july mid- middle of july apparently like summer traveling this this summer in particular is through the roof because all flights. because it's probably the first time people feel like comfortable to actually travel actually everywhere go. yeah so and i don't I'm, think there are really restrictions anywhere besides i don't that. think so i don't think so but yeah so i have to spend a lot of money for that um which it will be really fun and i'm glad that i'm going but um yeah wedding wedding stuff is ramping it's up stressful too like me. having to travel three days like you said not having a plus one the flights the hotel everything you're doing bachelorette weekend yeah. stuff like that yeah it would be nice to like ha- pass the load off halfway to your partner yeah i kind of am more in a place where i wish that not okay more so like i don't really wish that i had a boyfriend i wish that my friends who had boyfriends didn't do you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of like... Wait, even your roommates though too? Or you, because they get Kind out of, the of they're my two best friends. I'm like, where Ooh, the fuck yeah, are you, you guys? That. Like, let's hang out. BC but they're, girls. Yeah. Were you like in the same sorority as them in college? Uh, BC doesn't have sororities actually, which ah, is partially why I liked it. But okay. like, it's really not religious at all. It's not? People, ha- I think people who don't go there think that it is. You know what? I think it's because a lot of the Jews just go to BU and yeah. then it's like, that's the Jewish school and then, so then that's it gets the Catholic school. Well, like it is a Catholic. It is technically a Catholic school. BC Eagles. Exactly. Go Eagles. But uh yeah you i never felt any religious presence there really interesting but yeah no sororities which i liked because i was just kind of like don't tell me who to be friends with like i don't want to have to wear like this i don't know i didn't like the whole like older girls telling me what to do what'd you major in sociology okay yeah and did you use that at all i think i use it in general because it's just about like society and people and it's it's like you know, I loved like race and gender studies and stuff. And okay. So I just think that like, yeah, it gives me like, I mean, you kind of use it every day. I was almost a women's studies minor. Just I like was those a, are, oh no, I wasn't. I was a French minor. Those but. are some of the, I mean, some of the easier classes for me just because like the teachers loved me yeah. and like I just kept taking the same oh, class yeah. with the I'm same sure teacher. I was like, that. fuck, I almost got a minor. And also in class, I'd sit like this. You almost got like an accidental <laughs> minor. Yeah. I literally sit like this and the teacher one day was like, see, this is a confident this man. Is a like this is a gentleman. I was like, if you don't sit like this, <laughs> you are you even sitting? She's like, this is big dick energy right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get up and just have like insane presentations yeah. about about females and I how much mean, I respect them. Did you which like, I do? Yeah, there and you I go. did love it. I did. Yeah. For real. I loved doing so. Sociology was mainly like race and gender and like uh, class studies. It's kind of like, like communication. Um, no, it's more like I mean, it is more like race and gender and mm-hmm. um, studying like class and yeah, I don't know. It's like. Just studying society, kind of. So not really communications. Communications you, is more media-based. Did you apply to other colleges to get out of Boston? Uh, and so, also because Boston College is a private school, so you didn't get in-state tuition, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom went to BC oh, cool. um, and always wanted me to go, and I was always like, fuck you. Like, I'm going, I'm like, going to, to California. Oh. No, I was like, I'm getting out of <laughs> Massachusetts. Like, fuck this. Stanford. I'm not going to uh, BC. It's down the street, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in this, my family's in the suburbs of Boston, so not actually like the city where's bc again like walnut something um chestnut hill Ah. very close though there is something there is a walnut hill school i think but it's like a 
day school. Like, I don't think you would have known it. But yeah, uh, it's in Chestnut (laughs) Hill. And my mom was like, all right, just go and like look at the campus for me. Just go and see it. How close did you live to BC? Uh, It's like 15, 20 minutes, 20 minutes away. And you hadn't been there before that? No, we were just not a BC family. Like all my friends who had parents and siblings who went there, they like went every year for football games and they, it was like the culture of their family. Like it's, that's such a big thing at BC is having a whole family who went there. Uh, Like I was the only one who didn't have a sibling who went there. Uh, It's very like culty kind of. Um, but I had never been, didn't want to go. And I went and saw the campus and I was like, oh my God, it's so nice. Like it is the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. And I don't know. I think that tour convinced me. I was like, fine, I'll like, uh, I'll for some, somehow it then became my top school. I wanted to go to Georgetown, uh, which is same vibes. Uh, so I got into BC early action and then i only applied to georgetown when did you visit bc though like what season was it like spring or summer because i'm sure that remember. may have affected you in some ways yeah growing up remember. in boston especially you something probably about it felt like right though like it just felt i don't know i had visited a bunch of other schools and this just felt right and i think that now it's not the right school for me who i am as a person now but at the time it was the right thing like it is very homogenous and it's very like it's all white people that are the same and I think that I wouldn't be thriving there now but at the time it was fine for me and it was not what I needed but it was comfortable did you you go to like a lot of sports events at BC yeah mostly football and hockey they have they they had had a pretty good basketball team I don't know how they're doing now I don't know I never went to basketball basketball games mainly just we would like tailgate for football we i barely ever made it into the game so is it close to bu or not really yeah BC? it is B, bu is right in the city so yeah. it's right maybe like 10 minutes away so i visited bu and like one of the main reasons i didn't go is because i went in like the dead of winter and the wind tunnels were so bad oh yeah i mean i ended up going terrible. to yukon which like the weather was really not that much Same better thing, basically. but um just going up to bu and i was like it is ridiculously yeah and it's right in the city like bc has a really nice campus so it doesn't feel like you're in boston but we would go out in boston but it doesn't you have that like campus thing which i really like how have you adjusted from growing up in the suburbs to now just being in the city full-time i really like the city I, i didn't really need like surprisingly it didn't take it wasn't a big culture shock for me i liked it i was just like i like the craziness of it um like the chaos. And there are also a lot of people from BC who end up moving to the city. That's another thing is I had a big network of people who came, like it's starting to dwindle a little bit um, in terms of who I was here with originally from BC. But um, yeah, I had like a big group of friends from college and then people from high school also were in New York just because when you're, where are you from? I'm from here, New York. Oh. I, I, so I was born in New Brunswick, spent six weeks there, and then moved to Manhattan. Okay. I've been here since Best six then. weeks of your life yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I will never forget. Yeah, it. I'm going back. Going back f- for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just adjusted because I had a lot of friends here and I felt like jumped into comedy and started to really get into that. And I don't know. I love New York. Have you had the same roommates ever since you moved to the city? No, I've had. I've moved a couple times and had different mixes of roommates. But mo- for the most part, like a lot of your close friends are still here. Yeah. Where have your other friends moved out to? Uh, mainly Boston, California, okay. but a lot of Boston, honestly. We're mainly split. What's going on in Boston? That's, I don't, it's I don't so know. Hot. I don't know. I'm missing something, but 
uh, a lot of it is because a, a lot BC is very like people from Boston go there. It's a very like fr- people from the suburbs of Boston go to BC. Go there, yeah, and not so much BU. I don't really know that much about BU. I have a best friend who went there, but a it's lot of kids from of, New York go to BU. BU is just way bigger and it's way more international. Like it's city. way more diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, BC is honestly kind of just like it's just like all the same. So, so when you moved to the city right after you graduated from BC, I mean, did you get involved in the comedy scene right away? Is that like what yeah, you wanted I, to do? Yeah, I, I knew I wanted to do comedy in some like capacity. I didn't know that it was going to be stand up, but I started off doing improv. Let's go. You see the Herald sign right there. The Herald Where? on my refrigerator. Oh yeah. Let's do you go. Still UCB. Do imp- are you doing improv? So I was doing UCB and I was supposed to be potentially be on a Lloyd team. We were okay. supposed to try out and then March yeah. 15th, 2020 happened. And I was like, fuck, I need more stage time. So I started yeah. to do way more stand up at that okay, point. Okay. So you were like heavily in improv. I, I feel like, like yeah. I see that for you. You have so yeah. much energy. Thank you. I appreciate you that. are. You give off like not in, not in a bad way, but like improv vibes. Thank you. You're just a very like your energy, you have a lot of energy. I was not, I was so bad at improv. I was like, I don't understand why I'm so bad at this. Like, I know I'm funny, but like, it's not translating here. I was just so bad. I like was not like wacky enough or like, I don't know. I was just not like, cause I feel like an improv, uh, not a lot of the time, but there's a good amount of the time where you just have to act super normal and like in the scene. And yeah. then it all of a sudden becomes funny just because of how normal the scene is. Yeah, like you know, I like didn't what, really get it. Like I just one of your counterparts would say something ridiculous and you're just like, what? Like, like I don't understand you... what you're saying. Yeah, and I didn't like that I wasn't in control of anything. Yes. Like the person would come on and, and be like- It's like a team sport. Why? Yeah, exactly. And I don't really- I kind of just wanted to get on stage and do my own thing, I guess. But- I tried stand up after doing a little bit of improv and like the very first time I did stand up, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was good, but it was immediately like, okay, this is, this feels. Did you do an open mic? Right. Um, yeah. And you just had like some material. Yeah. I just like went up there and it just felt way more natural. And I just was like, okay, this is what I'm going to work towards. Not improv. And then what was the point where you were like, okay, I want to start doing stand up as much as I possibly can. It was just after that first open mic. Kind of right away. I was like, I'm in New York city. I am only going to be like young in this, like in my twenties for so long. And I feel like that's the time to do it. Um, And you were single at the time also. Yeah. Been single since college. Okay. So, and just been like dating around and whatever uh, with no luck. But no long term. Hey, there's always tonight. No long term luck, but tonight, no pressure. <laughs> At the Ted Jones Comedy Show. No pressure Imagine to you this find guy. the love of your life. Yeah, that's so true. And That'd I and I cancel my date because I met someone at your show. Oh I'm my! Like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, but that that just gave me chills. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna freaking lie. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, updates to come. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I was single. I was just like, you know what? I'm in New York. I am gonna put a lot into this right now and if it doesn't go anywhere then like i'll fucking quit and whatever so would you say that opening for nikki glazer that was in boston the show you're talking about yes. wilbur that was like the highlight so far of your of your career everything all my highlights involve nikki glazer every time she like helps me out i'm like that's my new highlight you guys like, are good my, friends yeah i mean she's been so good to me and she's the best person i've ever met 
And like, it's so funny at her, when I was headlining for her, I do have other credits, but they were like, oh, what's your credit? Like, what do you want us to say? And I was like, legit, like, this is my biggest credit. So just be like, <laughs> Louisa Lang, she's here. Like, you've seen her right now. You've you seen know? her in a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, you haven't seen her yet, but you're about to. And that's cool. She thinks that's cool. Um, but yeah, that was definitely, that was had opening for her in the, at the Wilbur Theater in Boston has been the highlight for Love me. that. And then also you were on Impractical Jokers yes. a couple months ago. So yeah. it's been a great couple months for yeah, you. Yeah, it's been really randomly a good couple months. Amazing. What do you see yourself as going forward? Like, what do you look to do? Just like headlining, traveling more? But a little both, yeah. I want to be able, I want to start doing longer sets more often. So you um, did an hour at Caroline's in January of 2020. 2020, yes. How similar is your set now, would you say? Um, like 50% similar. It's uh -huh. like a lot more COVID stuff now, just because a lot of what I was saying before was, first of all, I felt like that show was a culmination of my first like four years of comedy. Like, Who opened for you and like, how did you organize that oh, show? Oh, I had, it's funny. I had like, you know how people usually will get openers that like aren't as good as them. I was like, I want my friends that are so fucking funny. I had Usama and um, Love that. Jeff R. Curry. Okay. So I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I want everybody that's coming out to see me. They're going to enjoy my set just because they're my friends and whatever. But I also want them to have a really good show. So I was like, I'm going to book like the best comics I know. And, you know, my friends that are so good. That's so also I, sometimes like a, how a man potentially wouldn't think, you know, they don't want to be, as we said at the beginning of the episode, yeah, emasculated by something yeah. like that. They're like, I'll just get some fucking open micer and then I'll look really good after that. But I just was like, I don't know. I want, I want, uh, the energy to be right to be. A, yeah. Yeah. I want the energy to be, I want them to set up the room the right way. And I also feel like when you're around people who are better than you, you just like have to level up, you know? Yeah. So how did you get that gig pretty early on? It sounds like. Well, I, I guess it honestly, was maybe like three, three and a half years in. Yeah, it was like four years in, I think. Uh, yeah, four years in. -ish. And did you reach out to them to I do an hour? I don't remember. I it's their um, it's like their the showcase new, talent showcase. Yeah, what is it called? It's called like um, not new talent, but it's it's like breaking breakout artist series. Yes, yes, yes. It's that's their it. breakout that's artist right. series. So. I might have emailed them and asked about it, and then they had me submit a bunch of stuff. Um, but you told them that you were cool with an hour. I told them I was I'm like cool. Ready, ready I'm to go. That's what I you were say. <laughs> but you told you them know you were they cool. were cool. You're like, here, um, I have these stand-up pictures, but I don't put them on my dating profile. Like, just here's me with a Pinot Gris. I'm like, I promise, I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm chill. Just um, talk here's to me. me on a boat. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just was like, um, they were like, you can do up to an hour. So I think I did like 50, but we'll, <clears throat> we'll call it an hour. And are you going to do an hour again soon? I hope so. Hopefully half hour. Half know, hour. I don't know if I have an hour of brand new stuff that I care Let about. Let me tell you also, it just feels like it's becoming tougher <clears throat> to watch an hour of stand up undistracted. Okay. Yeah. Like even with these, so Julio Gallerati, who's been a guest on the pod, he just mm -hmm. did Pete Davidson and best mm -hmm. friends. I, saw on that. Netflix. I didn't watch it yet. But he that's killed awesome. it. You should watch it. How long was his Um, set? he did about 15 minutes and they cut it down to like 11. I think that's what they did for and all the comics on it. Yeah. I mean, that's, and great. that's something that you can <clears throat> fully pay attention to. You're not scrolling through TikTok, Instagram, no. the whole thing. There was like five comics and all of them total did an hour. Also, so it was like a comedy show. The comic, he can go on and be like, I'm going to do 11 minutes of like really fucking good material. Yes. So yeah, I just feel like, no, I don't have any desire to do an hour anytime soon because I just don't feel like 
I feel like when I did my hour, I was also throwing in some stuff that was like, eh, like half baked. It was, it was funny, but it wasn't like so tight and so good. You know what I mean? Where would you release it now if you were to do an hour? I mean, ideally you'd probably want to be on like a Hulu, Netflix, Amazon prime, but would you release Um, it on YouTube? Yeah, probably YouTube. I mean, I, whatever options I had, like I think YouTube is nice because you don't need anyone's permission, right? To do anything, you just fucking upload it and that's that. And then all the money that would come in would just go straight to you, straight to your account. Yeah. So I think that would be cool. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know what I see for me in the future. I'm still trying to figure out this whole thing. Like, how does one make it in comedy and, like, make it their sole income and everything like that? So Well, I'm just, you're on your way. I hope so. I'm just doing, you know, I'm just getting up as much as I can and, you know. How much, I mean, how did you uh, meet Nikki, Nikki Glaser? Um, back in, like, 2018 or 19. I, it was, like... Pre-COVID, I think of like, I'm like, I don't know. Pre-COVID was just like one time it's period. Like and now it's BC. It's literally, exactly. So pre-COVID, PC, <laughs> she, one of my tweets went viral. It was so stupid. I don't even remember what it was, but. Oh, come on. You gotta remember what I it was. I do remember Chris. what it was. It was like, this, it was like, it was like, you know, when you go to like a, an arcade and there's like a claw and it pick it and it's like you to and get you the toy. And you rarely pick it up. And you yeah, rarely get it. Sure. It was like this video of some woman. She was like a human claw and it was like lowering her into this tub of like, um, this sounds. Those square balls that you have in like the gymnastics pit. No, but imagine Could that. Imagine that, but it's bags of chips and like and like food and everything like just yeah she just grabs as much as she can and it lifts her back out and I just was like oh me leaving CVS on my period like it was Uh, it was like not that funny but the video is what made it funny because this girl was straight up just like grab everything and then she gets like air lifted out and I just like whatever so that was the tweet she saw that uh like reposted on her Instagram found me through this is why I like her so much because she did not have to do any of this. Like she uh, found me on Instagram. She tagged me she reposted it. She was like, messaged me being like, this is so funny. And I was like, what's happening? I was like, are you like talking to me? What is going on here? Uh, and then ever since then, we were just like Instagram friends for a while and she would repost my stuff. Uh, I, I did one video of me like dancing to a voicemail from my psychiatrist asking about like what medications need to be refilled or whatever and she like reposted that one and then um eventually I like went on her show um her serious XM show and then is that the one she does with um Andrew, Andrew. Colin yes. yeah but this was not this is not her current one this is like before when she lived in New York she had a serious XM show so I went on that and then we just like you know continued to be friends and the rest is history. And making your rounds in the comedy scene, which place is your favorite club right now? I, I'm in, I'm really liking New York Comedy Club right now. Okay. I'm just like, it's, you know what I like about it? It's, it's really dark. Room. It's really dark. It is dark. People feel anonymous in that room. Like, I think it's so important. Having run shows in different places and done shows, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, you kind of realize what the audience needs and they kind of need anonymity. Like, I think people don't, like the stand upstairs room, it's a little light. Like people, you can see each other. They can all see each other. And I feel like they feel embarrassed to laugh kind of, you know what I mean? Like I think at New York Comedy Club or I like Old Man Hustle, it's pretty dark there. I think people are more likely to laugh at things because they don't feel like 
someone's going to be like, that person laughed at that. Like yeah. what an asshole, you know? Like if I say something, do you know what I mean? No, like, I, I think people feel like they're able to let loose a little more. When you it's had your show. Was it at a candy store? A no, it's not actually a candy store. Oh, so, it's just called that. So Pete's candy store. It's just like a little <laughs> tiny stage room. I'm not doing it there anymore. Cause I was running it by myself, producing it by myself. And I just like needed a minute cause it's a lot. Uh, but I was doing like, I did stand up New York pre COVID. I had a okay, show so there. I, so I did a show there last night. And that was the, where I used to run my so show. The spotlight's like right in your face and you can't see the crowd. Which is kind of nice. Which is nice, but, but like I, I don't think they don't realize. Like that. I don't think they realize that like you can't see anything yeah. when you're up there. I actually like don't right like when you can't see the crowd. I like when you can see the crowd, but they can't really see each other. It's like That's a like mirror. ideal because then it's like they're not going to feel judged if they laugh at something that's a little like touchy. Like, not that yeah, I'm like, like an edgy comic at right. all. I don't say anything that's like edgy, but I just think I, I've been really enjoying New York comedy. Interesting club. thought. Yeah. Interesting. And then, so I had a show, I was running a show at timeout market and that was like too light. And everybody was like, it just wasn't a good venue. And then Pete's candy store is great. Cause it's like, it's dark, it's small and like, it's a good, you know, are you going to get back to doing it? Yeah. It just depends. I need a minute to like, to like summer is hard also. Cause I'm away. I go back and forth between Boston and here a lot. How do you get there, by the way? Bus? Uh, the Chingwa bus? bus. Or, you know, yeah, the Fungwa? It's like the 10 bucks? The Fungwa breaks down every time, apparently. <laughs> so I don't it's the spirit that, like, of the bus line. Yeah, it's like part of the experience. How, it's literally, though, like five ninety nine, right? I think it's so. a gallon of gas. You're like, I'm going to pay five ninety nine and have like an amazing <laughs> Cross full your day. No, you're like, you know you're going to have like a break. Your bus is going to break down. You're going to meet some people. Like bonding for the but experience. so yeah but so i don't i don't do that i take the uh not the mega bus i take the go bus a lot but i just got a dog recently and you can't oh, take nice. dogs on it so i've been taking the train okay um the acela or whatever yeah like the amtrak or um my sister sometimes lets me borrow her car here for a little bit so i'll drive it back and forth and I can just park in Brooklyn near where I live. So when I went to Yukon, which is eh, like three quarters of the way to Boston, I used to take the Peter Pan bus. You ever take the Peter Pan bus? I took, especially my first couple of years in New York, I was taking any like $2 bus. Like I was was on a bus where people were were, like vomiting in the (laughs) aisles. Just like I, I was, I took some, some like janky buses but it was so cheap and I was able to just get home. Yeah, so. it's crazy. I mean, the buses. No complaints. Like, yeah, I'm not like above the buses a bus. everywhere seem to be like really cheap. Like you can take a cross country bus, I think for, I mean, definitely less yeah. than a flight, like 200 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like not above taking a bus. You I don't mind it? No, I really don't. Sometimes I'll just like get, I don't want to say blood clot, phones. but like oh. my legs will just get so tense. And even like when I'm driving to, if I'm like this, like my shoulders were tense yeah, up. And yeah. I go to the gym a lot. I'm like, why are my shoulders yeah, tensing yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, You're like driving like this. Literally well, at like least you can pull up. over when you're driving. That's and true. Use the restroom a for a moment. Yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> drive home by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? You drive home by yourself or you go home with like friends? Uh, it depends. Usually by myself with my dog in the passenger When's seat. When's the last time you went home? Uh, Like two weeks ago, maybe. So how often are you Oh, I home? was home. I was supposed to come on your... um. On your podcast like two weeks ago. Yeah. But I couldn't because I was sick because I had my six year. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. How are you feeling? I'm fine now. But okay. I had my five year, but actually six year college reunion. And I, it like knocked me the fuck out and I got a fever and I was like sick for a week and it wasn't COVID. I kept testing and I even went to uh, like an urgent, urgent care to get like a legit test and it was not COVID, but uh, 
I haven't had a fever in so long and it just, yeah, really knocked me out on top of being like wildly hungover, just like we stayed in the dorms. It was just <laughs> like, my sister had her five year reunion at Colgate last week. She stayed in the dorm. She was like, it is the gross. I cannot even so like, gross. believe I spent like, time. I slept on no a prison, AC, prison mattress. Uh, I don't know. There actually was AC, but oh, I was like, too Lux. drunk to even notice. Oh. Like, I don't even think I would have known, but we slept on these like prison mattresses in our old senior year dorm. And it just like, it was so much fun, but um, it really, it, I, I really don't bounce back the way that I used to, but that's the last time I was home. Do you drink a lot? I not really, but when I do sometimes like when it's like a really big event and I'm so excited, then I do totally like all or my if college. Like, this is going to be worth it tonight to drink. Yeah, exactly. We're drinking tonight. I'm not the kind of, I would never, Have I don't a really glass at like dinner. No, never. I don't really do that. I only drink when I'm trying to like drink. Yeah. Trying to turn it. When I'm trying to turn up, which is also <laughs> not a good thing. Like I'm like, I only drink when it's to binge drink. Um, other Me than too. that, I'm like, if I'm drinking, I'm having four plus. Yeah, I'm exactly. Otherwise I'm just like, I, what's the point? You're talking about edibles. You smoke weed. Yeah. I, I would rather smoke weed than drink for Me sure. Me too. And I'd also rather my child do that. If my child came up to me, me and was too. like, I'm going to a party tonight. Would you rather me have four drinks or smoke one joint? Assuming they're not driving afterwards, we're right. cool with smoking the joint. Right. When did you sign your lease uh, with your two roommates now? September. At a good time? Yeah. September. That's a pretty solid of time. this past. Are they going to be raising the rent a lot this September? Only have $90. You heard? For the whole apartment? Yeah. Nice landlord. Not bad at Yeah, all. not bad at all. They must want to keep you. You must be good tenants. I guess so. You make a lot of noise in the apartment or not really? Not really. Because it's just you. It's just, what am I doing? I'm not yeah, screaming or maybe by myself. if your roommates were and home we with their boyfriends, then, maybe, then you're Maybe, but they're not. Right. Yeah, like their landlords might be not too happy. But no, we, I mean, we, we haven't had too many like pre-games or parties or anything. I feel like we're usually out other places. But I mean, it's a great building. I love it. Do you know Mark Gagnon by any chance? He's a comedian. He lives in my building. Oh, really? Yeah, he works for Andrew Schultz. He works um, on his podcast. And we, like, were neighbor friends. Like, we knew each other just from, like, oh, like, your package is in the hallway. And then we were booked on the same show at New York Comedy Club. And I was like, what the That's fuck? That's so funny. He was like, we should take the train home together. He's like, you're a comic? And I was like, you're a comic? And then I found out he's, like, like works for Andrew Schultz on his podcast. Is he like, one of the guys it. who sits on the couch? Yes. Is he the guy with the long, long hair? hair? Oh, yes. that guy. I was watching the clips of him the other yes, day and he, he has a laptop. Yeah, he lives in my building. It's hilarious. I know. And we were like friends and then I saw the flyer and I was like, that's my, that's, I was like the name matches and the face matches. It's definitely yeah. my name. And so the hair now, matches. And, and the hair, ma yeah, everything matches. So most, most important part. So yeah, I mean, I love my building. It's what do great. your roommates do? If you don't mind One me is a nurse about them. and okay. she is never home because nursing and oh, boyfriend. Man. So she worked in like 12 hour shifts. Oh yeah. She works like insane shifts. Good for her. I like, she, I, I'm like, do you have another apartment? Like, where do you go? And she's just like work. So that sucks. But so, well, is she going to be moving into his apartment? Like when September comes around, are you all three signing the lease for sure? Two of us are resigning. And you're looking for a third? Look, well, we actually have a third that's like 90% locked in, but yeah. One is moving in with boyfriend. Nice. Does that do they like ever have any pressure like to spend more time in the apartment or they're cool being away from the apartment? Just because sometimes I'm like, all right, here in this apartment, I obviously spend rent. I'm gonna spend some time in this apartment to get my yeah. You know, I definitely get my rent's my worth. Like <laughs> I definitely I work from there. I am like so I'm there all the time. It's like because I because I well 
I'm working during the day from nine to five, so I can't like be out, but I'm, I'm there a lot. You're not like a coffee shop person to go work? No, no, no. I I like to be just like in my own zone in. Like I'll wake up, get a coffee and then come back here. Yeah. And I love, I, I love working from home. I like do not need to go back to the office ever. It's so nice. I like start my day at 11. Love it. I'm here right now. Were you, like, were you doing Zoom shows over the pandemic? I did one and then I was like, no, I'd rather die. I <laughs> it's like, crazy. I would, I've talked to I, so many comics and they all hate it. I no. never did one, but it was nuts. I mean, I, saw, I did the podcast. Like, um, Yeah, like I did that too. Up. I saw Sam Morrill tweeted saying, I'm trying heroin before I do another Zoom show. <laughs> and I was like, that is so how I feel. Well, heroin apparently is the best thing you can do in I'm this I'm like, life. wait, yeah, I know. I've heard. <laughs> I had um, an ex-heroin addict, Derek Drescher, shout, shout him out by it. Um, 23 and one comedy show. Yeah. He was, I was like, dude, can you describe heroin? He was like, it's the best thing in the entire world. Oh my God, that's never so want to scary. Try it. it is crazy. That's scary. Cause like to hear that and then not connecting it to, Oh, I want to try that. It's hard. Yeah. Cause if somebody's like, Oh, this is a great strain of weed. I'm like, all right, pass it. Yeah, I want to smoke But that. you know, it's not going to like ruin your life. Yeah. Doesn't so it had different. to have been tough for like the people in the old days, like first discovering yeah. heroin. Cause you know, people discover they're like, Oh, you can't smoke this poison ivy. Oh, my throat hurts. Oh, you can smoke this weed the first time. Oh, I didn't get high. Yeah. The second time. I always high. wonder like how that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the first Me person too. to be like, let's just try <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the first guy like Were got, they that bored? didn't get high and he was like, you know what? Let's try One it. One more again. time. Yeah, let's <laughs> run it back. Let's go. That's, but like heroin, as soon as you do it, it's just straight to the freaking veins. Yeah. Yeah. I never had like serious drug problems. I had like a ketamine phase. Okay. Where I would like do that a lot. Okay. Just I just smoked chill. a lot of weed. Yeah. I've been, I mean, and I've I don't been smoke doing as much as I used to. I used to smoke like every night. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I never do it before going on stage. Me though. too. I did it once and I was like, why is everybody looking at so, me? So like I have a, like a three hour limit before the podcast and then usually like five hours before the show. Just, or if like a, or if somebody comes on the podcast and they want to smoke, I will. But besides yeah. that, like I'll just get too yeah. clouded and I'm not like, quick. I just am not there. I think that's why I've been smoking less in general because I'm getting booked a little more than I was on like more important stuff. Yes. So I'm just not not smoking as much but um I did it once before like an open mic years ago and I got on stage and I just was like why are you guys looking at me like what's going on they're like you're on stage bitch like (laughs) what's going on do your roommates smoke yeah they both do are you guys chill are you you guys I I can tell are you guys into the dispensaries now that they're open all over the place you know what I I was trying to do like a bit on this recently and like it's not or you don't have to spoil it no it's okay I don't care I don't whatever uh it's not anything yet it's not worked into a joke at all but I just it's a thought I had recently I miss I love the dispensary because it's easy but I also kind of miss like the sketchiness of getting weed from like a dealer like in high school, like getting in like the back of some kid's car and just being like, just like the sketchy transaction of it. I kind of miss that. It was such high stakes though. But when it you made think it kind of like, made it kind of fun. Yeah. I don't well, know. I th- well, I think our parents at that particular time were way more so against weed, obviously, than yeah, they are yeah, now. Yeah. But like still, even when I smoke, my mom was like, stop, why are you smoking pot? So I was like, pot in my house. Yeah, even now, my parents don't Ooh. like that I, they don't like to know about me smoking weed. Yeah, and then meanwhile, dude, she's drinking a glass of the wine at the table every night. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of yeah, the same thing. It's so stupid. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that the dispensaries make it so much easier, especially to get edibles. Like in college, we used to like make weed butter and then like make, or we mm-hmm. is a, is a, generous term i didn't do it my friends would make like weed butter and then make cakes and stuff it's tough because you never know the dosage and you can get yeah insanely and it's just high. so like industrious like damn we were making our own butter like yeah. what now you can just go to like basically a bodega and get edibles is that what you're doing 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. And Not you, a bodega, but like dispensary. And, and you're able to, you find that like the gauge that they put on the actual thing that you're eating is right. Like yeah, 50 feels, milligrams and stuff like that. It feels pretty accurate. Yeah. Do you not think that? Well, eh, I don't know. I think in California, yes, I do think that. Like when I was looking for gummies or whatever, like I had 30 and I was some of the highest I've ever been. And I was like, 30 milligrams? Are you kidding? Like 30? Which is nothing. It seems like nothing. To but like eat 30, 30? Yeah. That's a lot for me. Okay. I would do like 10. 10 milligrams? Yeah, maybe. So Mike Cannon, who I'm sure you're familiar with, yeah. he did a show on 420. Wait, I loved, didn't he do like Mike Takes Edibles? Yeah, well, that's that's like a series, I think. Yeah, he does. yeah, okay, okay. But I love he took a hundred milligrams and like did an hour set on um, at New York Comedy Club. That's so. Hilarious. I was like, when I was watching, I was like, there is no way. Like, I take thirty. I've never been so high in my life. So, like, I don't want to say that it wasn't a hundred ed- milligrams 100 that he took, would but a hundred. Me, yeah, I think I would die. Because also, people sometimes will say like, oh, like I've taken four thousand milligrams in a day before. Like, no, you, no, haven't. you haven't. Maybe you've yeah, made you it and you about? thought it was four thousand. But like, for a person to have a hundred milligrams in one sitting. I just think it's almost impossible, if not that impossible. That feels crazy. Yeah, I do like 10, and it fucks me up. Yeah, like those gummies that I've had, um, like the medical gummies come in, in like a little medical grade container. Like mm-hmm. if I take two of those, 20, like I am good. Like yeah. I need a nap yeah, in the, for sure. in the latter part of the day. Yeah, I think I've also just started doing more gummies the older I get and not smoking as much. Interesting. But I do miss, like I do miss smoking a bowl. I used to like smoke a bowl Smoke a bowl. Night. Okay. I, ha- I that, used, was my, that was my number one You see one those things over there? I use cones back Where, over there. Oh, over I see a, like a bong. No, I haven't used that in so long. Right next to it, to the <laughs> left, I have like those raw oh, yeah, cones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just scoop. Yeah, I've, yeah. Those I've are never nice. been good at rolling. Those, I mean, either I just I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Those are nice because you just I scoop it. Drop it's super it quick. Yeah, you just yeah. So you smoke yeah. weed to go to sleep or just to chill? Um, to chill. To I mean, you are chill. chill mainly. I mean, yeah. I'm so if you if you couldn't tell, <laughs> I'm so fucking chill. Yeah, I just like uh, I think I can access another part of my brain with it that I can't. I don't take it to sleep. I think that's a waste of, I think that's a waste of a good high. I like to use, I like to like, I don't know. I like to, I feel like it helps me. It accesses a part of my brain I can't get to otherwise. That just makes things connect. And like, I know that sounds like such a high thought, Mm -hmm. but I am not high right now, (laughs) but I don't know. I like to write on it and come up with ideas. And by write, I mean like write stuff in my phone and then later I'll go and do like a formal go through it and be like, that's trash. That's what was that? You know? So do you think you're comfortable with an hour on stage now? If you were to go up and do an hour? No, I would have you to, want to do 30. Yeah. I would have to, if I were going to do an hour, I would have to like really dig through my old stuff. Cause right now I have maybe a good solid, like when I get booked on a show, I'm rotating through probably a good like 20 minutes that I switch up and move around. If that maybe even less. But I mean, I've done an hour before I have. I just stopped doing a lot of that material because it just felt like it was irrelevant and I was ready to let it go. How do you mean it was irrelevant, though? It was just like um, jokes that I think I want to like come back to later and write them better or they're just about relationships that I don't feel like talking about anymore, or, like things that don't... Like, I just think... I'm a different person than I was four years ago when I wrote certain jokes and it just like, they're still funny, but they're just not, I don't feel like the same telling them. I also feel like sometimes I'll just be like, all right, that joke is done. Like I've used that joke so many times. Like I just feel like I've retired certain things and just been like, okay, 
that I got a good run out of that and I'm ready to be done with it. But you you're, know? are you still using some of the stuff from your Caroline set 2020 of January? Mm, no, not really. Maybe like some of it has been repurposed a little bit and made better, but I don't even remember what jokes I did in that. I know it's crazy, but I guess, I mean, I think some of it I've, I've kept and changed it a little bit and like made it better. And in making it better, do you think you're still like trying to get more out of those jokes? Yeah, I think like adding on to it or, I mean, during COVID, I wasn't doing Zoom shows, like I said, so I wasn't really doing any comedy. So I like took a really nice kind of needed break. It was granted it was too long of a break and I didn't need it to go on for so long, but uh, it was kind of nice to step away from it for a minute and just like put everything away and now sort of come back to it. And, and I should go through my old, old stuff and see um, what things I've forgotten about and can bring back. In a Was there a way. point where the pandemic kind of slowed down and you felt like, all right, now I'm getting back into it. Was there like a certain show since you weren't doing zoom shows and stuff? Um, when everyone started to do shows outside and like tiny cupboard rooftop was like popping off. That was uh, kind of a turning point, like the fall of 2021, I guess it would be or 2020. Mm, I don't know. It was like that November. Yeah. 2020, I think. I don't know. But months, 2020, I don't know. One of the dates. One sometime I felt <laughs> uh, like I was getting back into it and like doing more outdoor shows because um, it was nice out. And I was back to like, I, at that point, I was like, any audience is a good audience because I was so used to just doing nothing. Um, so that was kind of when I started to feel better about it. And then it's like slowly, slowly, slowly getting back to. So if there's one thing that the viewers and listeners should know about you that we haven't already talked about, what can you let them know? It's that I'm chill. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we know that. <laughs> Wait, one, one thing they should know about. Yeah. Me? Um, we got, we definitely got deep into your life history, but if there's anything that we missed I out on. No. Um, what does the future look like? The future. Oh, that's a scary question. I just want to, I want to just make people laugh in some capacity, hopefully touring, hopefully doing longer sets, uh, maybe writing for TV. Um, so if anyone's looking to hire me, I'm here. Shout out to Graham. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my Instagram's at Louisa Lang and then all my other social is connected to through that. So, all right. Yeah, amazing. So find me there. Louisa, thank you thank so much you for coming for on Ted Jones me. world podcast and we'll see you tonight yeah. at the Ted Jones comedy show. I'll be looking for my soulmate okay. there. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Follow Louisa, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.